about. Uh, just a second. I'm halfway done. I'm halfway there. I'm halfway done with what's happening in here. Okay. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. This is riveting. Are you enjoying this as much as I am? Riveting, yeah. I was just, I was thinking that. In, in fact, I was thinking it earlier. I'd meant to tell you about that, but yeah, no. It is riveting and and so cool. Let me tell you something about the Mid Cafe hot chocolate. When you put that whipped cream on top and that chocolate syrup and that steamed milk, before you even drink it, when you have it in your hand and you feel how warm it is, and you're saying, "Man, when I take a sip of this," and then you take a sip, and that whipped cream's on your face and even hits your nose, you don't even get mad. You don't even wipe it off because you immediately go back in for more hot chocolate and now honestly i wish i was more sober right now our feature <laughs> presentation morning everybody brand new kevin and bean show it's thursday morning the 29th of november i want hot chocolate every time i hear that with some whooped cream right see what <laughs> a great cream. job great job hey um hey hey hello hey um hey is not usually what and hello okay um let me hear your uh, your travel horror stories coming in today because of all the frame. There was a uh, pretty cool... <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I guess I shouldn't say that if I don't know if anyone died or I not. I think everyone survived. Okay. Uh, there was... On the 101 freeway right at Highland, mm-hmm. there's a truck, a big rig, mm-hmm. and only the cab was just demolished with fire. Wow. It seemed like the entire truck was fine. You saw the same thing? Well, we saw a timeline of destruction. When mm-hmm. I passed it, it was uh, ablaze. It was on fire, just but the cab. But only the cab. Right. How does that happen? That's what I asked Jensen. I said, how does that happen? But I, I, I assume... Well, but that, I have a question. How yeah. does that happen? Right. Oh, God, that was the last one that really hurt me. I had it until that question. <laughs> uh, I think... I don't know. I just... I, I like to think that the back cab, the truck, mm-hmm. is filled with something not flammable, so it just sort of hangs out I, like... I mean, it just sort of hangs out. Cotton candy or something. Uh I'm I'm trying to think of something that doesn't catch fire. Oh, Uh, Mr. Bad Example. How about that? Yeah. Uh, So I was trying to figure out what would not be, what would almost push it away. But I couldn't see it clearly, so I slammed on my brakes and then I moved over three lanes and stopped in the fast lane so that I could look at it. Good. That's the right thing to do. Yeah, Yeah, and really get a good view of it. Good. Yeah, that's great advice, Kevin. I'm glad you Thank brought that up because a lot of people don't think about that. If you ever see anything on the road, even mm-hmm. if it's on the other side of a divided which it, highway, which it was, yeah, yeah. Uh, or pulled over to the side where it does in no way impacts your ability to drive through at a normal speed, right? Go ahead and slow down and look mm-hmm. at it, yeah, and take pictures of it with your phone if you can, or in Jensen's case, video, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and just slow everybody else so they also get to enjoy it in addition to you. Yeah, I was like, can we redo this because I didn't get the beginning? <laughs> For the record, I did. Set up lighting next to my car uh, and then shoot it directly at the truck. So it was a little bit of a stop more than a uh, slowdown. Allie, did you uh, did you have the night of your life last night? I know how much you were anticipating some rain outside. I was looking at the uh, the, the computer models, figuring mm-hmm. out when it would get to my um, part of town. Okay, mm-hmm. it was a little late. It was a little late, but I did wake up a couple times during the night mm-hmm. and I heard the pitter patter, and I was so excited. I love rain so much, you guys. It's disturbing. You're living in a bad place. Then. I really am. That's why only a few times a year I'm truly happy. <laughs> but you really enjoyed it. I do. Well, be uh, be careful and.
and uh, obviously, uh, fingers crossed for the people who live in the areas of the fires because uh, mudslides are legitimately as, as potentially dangerous as fires are. Yeah. So be very careful, and uh, and when they tell you to go, go. That's the that's the good advice I can give you. When they tell you to go, go. Okay. Because people want to stay behind. Right. Oh, my house is fine. You know what I mean? And the authorities are like, you have to get out because there's a very real chance of mudslides. You don't want to end up under your under that mudslide. Right. That's what I'm saying is uh, exercise caution. Mudslides. Hey, if you have to go, go. That's what I was taught most of my life. <laughs> right. In uh, elementary school. Stop, drop, and roll and mudslides. <laughs> if, if you have to if go. If you have to go. Go. Yeah. Go. Mm-hmm. Those yeah, are the like posters. This is fun at all, but do we have time for a little You Be the Judge? <laughs> yeah. uh, sure. You be the judge right now. You can be the judge right now. You be the judge. Here comes the judge. You be the judge right now. Come on now and be the judge. I feel like that's a little too funky to be the judge. (laughs) You guys remember back in uh, January when that uh, botched alert in Hawaii was sent uh, all over the cell phones all over the country? Yes. I I guess the state, really. It's more of a state than a a country. Uh, (laughs) So everybody's cell phone got that that alert from the state that says, hey, you know, incoming missiles. This is not a drill. Mm -hmm. We're going to die. The whole thing, right? Um, here's the potential, well, it's, it is a lawsuit. It has been filed, and I want to know what you guys think, if there's any legitimacy to this, and if this thing should get to court, and if it does, do these plaintiffs have a case? James Shields and Brenda Reichel, who are, uh, were living in Hawaii, uh, in Honolulu, boyfriend and girlfriend, they got the alert that said, ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii, seek immediate shelter, this is not a drill. So they decided that if they were going to die, they should be together on the beach. So they drove to the sandy beach in on Oahu, they believe, according to their attorney, they believe the message to be true. They were extremely frightened, and they thought they were going to die. In fact, Reichel's son, she's the lady in the relationship, is a member of the Hawaii National Army Guard. She called, you know, she called him, and he said, yeah, I believe the alert is real. So they reached the beach around 8.15 a.m., began calling loved ones. It was about that time that Mr. Shields started to feel a severe and painful mm-hmm. burning in his chest. They went immediately to the Straub Medical Center where he went into cardiac arrest, had a heart attack, and had to receive life-saving CPR, defibrillation, and later surgery. The couple went through the medical ordeal. They were unaware that a second alert had been sent by the state's emergency management agency stating the first alert had been a false alarm. So they are suing the state of Hawaii saying their errant text caused a heart attack. And they went damages as a result of it. They would never have had a heart attack hmm. if it hadn't been for you screwing up and having that guy accidentally send out the text. Do they have a case that should proceed to trial? I feel like a scare does not cause a heart attack unless you have you are at risk for a heart attack. Right. I, I don't agree with your th- with what you said. You quoted them as saying he wouldn't have had a heart attack. Right. If. That's mm-hmm. that's just scientifically that. and medically not true. But he wouldn't have at that moment. You don't know that. What, you think that just coincidentally the stress was extremely high in his life and he caught a heart attack at that moment because he was going to have a heart attack at that moment because he has high cholesterol? Well, I certainly think that that's <laughs> a, possible. A, yeah. a tiny possibility, if at all. Yeah, yeah tiny. Definitely. But, but as far as the, the likely situation, he was stressed by a errant text. Mm-hmm. Felt that pressure. Yeah, he literally, he literally thought he was going to die within yes. a few. Minutes. You know how he almost did. Uh, how many other people literally think they're going to die in stressful situations and don't have a heart attack, but have one down the line because they have high cholesterol, they have heart disease, or at risk for a heart attack? No, throw it out. Boom, move on. Wow. So Ali says, "Beat it, kid." Beat it, kid. No. How about you, Kevin? I'm with Dally. Meaning, beat don't it, even, don't even let it go to trial. Have the judge say you can't even go to trial with this. 
It's a, it's a, uh, it's, it's not a legitimate lawsuit. So you get Zippo, not a. No, Jensen, how about you? I I disagree. I like to be uh, so far in the minority here and say this is exactly (laughs) a case because I I don't understand how both of you think, oh, eh, whatever, he would have had it anyway. What a, what a heartless yeah. team of judges. Well, you don't you just think, get a heart attack because right. you're scared. Do you think there was no chance of him having a heart attack ever except for this? But I don't understand. I, Fear I, does I, not bring on a heart attack. Answer the question. Did, did I think that there's a chance to have a heart I think there's a chance any of us can have a heart attack. Boom! End of discussion! But, I didn't, but what I'm saying is <laughs> I can sue someone based on them like basically making it earlier. You know what? Somebody um, jumped out at me at a surprise party. Mm-hmm. Uh, got chest pains. I'm suing the whole party now. Right? I actually kind of think that's also a case if we want to bring that one up, Bean. Oh, good lord! <laughs> I was going to use that as my next Wait, example. What? Take the state, Wait, what? Take the state of the text out of here. What if it had just been somebody who jumped out at him and caused a heart attack? Doesn't that guy have some responsibility? Let's say you're walking down Ventura Boulevard, right. one of my favorite San Fernando Valley hangouts. Sure. And you're walking down and someone just jumps out and goes, I'm a guy! At the top of their lungs. Uh-huh. And then you have a heart attack. Do you have a case? No. I don't think so That's either. A, it's assault to me. So It's assault. Wow. It's yeah. not a, if you don't touch wow, them. Yeah. You are a snowflake. <laughs> your your corn would be so backed you up. You are a tissue paper human. Right? Guys, listen. I, I think we take too much taxes, and I'd like to use it in my court. Long-term <laughs> long-term charges, long-term <laughs> cases. The whole thing, both of those, I'd, I'd let those go through. All right. Well, I I hope for this poor man who barely survived that attack. I hope that uh, Jensen and I are on his jury and not you cold, heartless bastards. I'll tell you that. He would have had it anyway. He had it coming to him. (laughs) You don't have a heart attack unless you are either at risk for a heart attack. There's something in you. You don't just all of a sudden you're like, oh, somebody spooked me. Or you believe you're going to die. I that's believe a, I'm going to die seven, eight times a day. And being. she means it. <laughs> Let me guess, Allie. She, it was because of the way she was dressed. She was asking for it. <laughs> well, I believe it was a man, so right. no, that uh, doesn't work uh, here. You guys. Boom! <laughs> Suck it, beat it, kid. I don't know who I don't ruled know. here. Yeah. <laughs> we have too many judges. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Beach show, shall we? <gasps> oh, my God. Then she had a heart attack. Right? It scared right. her. <laughs> Scaring crazy. <laughs> I object, Your Honor. Uh, this woman is heartless and jaded. Overruled. He's just waiting outside of movie theaters, giving his like uncle the lawyer's card out for <laughs> horror movies. Were you scared at any point? Here, take this. Sue, Sue, you're what's wrong with America. Listen, if your movie has something to do about jumping out and yelling my name at me, then listen, I have a case. I can't believe Kevin hasn't yelled that we're all out of order yet. That's his favorite part of you in the job. He loves hitting that. <laughs> uh, we also have R.J. Bell on the show today. And by the way, if he doesn't go 3-0, sue, suing. suing. So, by the way, that's suing. a case. Right? That, he had, you, if you use your hard-earned money, money and you follow R.J. Bell and he's wrong, you right? know what? Sue. Sue R.J. Uh-huh. Bell. Right. Bo Bachman is going to be here talking about the L.A. Auto Show. Ugh. It, oh, I only he, did that for one reason. What? Yeah. I haven't seen Bo Bachman mm-hmm. since I was 11 years old, and that's where we'll leave that tease. Wow. That's it. Oh. I haven't seen him since you were 11. And was it in a court of law where you last saw him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that is true. I do have to go 500 feet from this <laughs> radio station when he gets here. Uh, get up on this with Jensen, where he introduces us to something new. What about no Christmas gifts? Mm. There are a lot of people who are saying, you know what? If somebody else would agree to it, 
And I would agree yeah. to it. Maybe we'd all be happier if we just... We're not talking about children here. We're talking yeah. about adults. Someone just needs to be the first to say it type right. of thing. Yeah. Hey, let's not give gifts. Right. What about would that? Would it potentially take some stress out of the holiday season? Because and that's not an errand. Heart uh, yes, segment over. That's an errand that we all kind of face this time of yeah. year. I'll be the one to say it. Let's not do gifts this year, guys. Oh, wait. None of you really do it anyway. <laughs> Listen, uh, what I'm saying right. is that if someone yells okay. your name... Uh, plus, we've got tickets for the K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas and Bud Light Backstage Passes. As a matter of fact, we have a chance for you to win those in the 6 o'clock hour. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Let's have uh, Miss Allen McKay step up and tell us what's happening. Okay, sorry. I did just take that last step up. Wasn't ready for it. Okay. What? Hey, guys, remember when we used to hear about all those break-ins? Yes. It was Yusel Puig, it was LeBron James, it was Rihanna. Have you heard about them lately? Well, I've heard about them because it sounds like they're, they found the person, no. or gang who did it, right? They found the people, you guys. Ten alleged gang members have been charged in the robbery of Rihanna's home. The men also, like I said, broke into LeBron and Yusel Puig's homes as well. Four of them were caught after um, video was released of them breaking into Puig's home, but one of them has been off the hook Clear. now. Cleared. Um, but now seven more men between the ages of 18 and 25 have been arrested and charged with various crimes, including criminal street gang conspiracy to first-degree residential burglary and also some home invasion robberies slip in there as well. Sure. Cops say the crew hit more than 24 homes and hit at least 12 celebrity homes, including Viola Davis as well. What? She's Viola in Davis? Isn't that what? rude? She's I don't even think she has that. Yeah. But it's not like it's LeBron. She doesn't have like ice sitting around her house. Oh, I don't know. Really? Yeah. Viola Davis, you think is just stunning? Yeah, yeah. She's just, <laughs> she has just bathtubs of diamonds. I like the idea. Hi, yeah. I'm Viola Davis, and this is my cribs. And yes. she like walks you around. She has like a shark tank. I'd watch that all day. I <laughs> love her. Does it her. say anything about whether any of the stolen merchandise was recovered, or has that long been fenced? Um, it doesn't say. It just says uh, they stole about uh, one, one million in property, including $50,000 in cash, watches, purses, and a vehicle. So they took cars oh. too. So that's right. that's pretty good. Yeah, it doesn't say um, whether anything's been given back yet. Okay, but I'm sure you know. I'm sure they're all. I feel like going to be okay. It's good that it seems like it was just one group though, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah using Instagram. Did you read that part? That they would just see when people were out yeah. of town. Yeah. 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 See if we had a game, so they yeah. robbed him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that easy. Well, I'm not going to get they... robbed now. Yeah. Didn't they hit his That's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Always seeing the silver lining. <laughs> Only people with Instagram have to worry about it. Didn't they hit you seal like three times? Three Dude, times. That was yeah. the saddest thing. Yeah. yeah. And then at one point, I guess he had um, security, everything all set up. And he even had a guy on the Dodgers that had like alerts on his phone. So you see it would be playing and he's like, oh, they're at it again. Yep, I can see it right now. I'm watching it on my phone. That's uh, what? It's, Seems it, distracting. Yeah, it seemed like you would have to have like an armed guard in front of your house, but even then, I think it was happening, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad they caught it. Oh, me too, Bean. Me too. You guys, are you excited for a uh, Game of Thrones cast reunion? 
Not even a little bit. Well, let me tell you about it then. Sean Bean's character, Ned Stark, he was one of the first major players to be killed off on Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. But in 2019, you're going to be able to see him again because a bunch of familiar faces... Are working at the Hamburger Hamlet in the Valley. No. With the current cast of the show, have returned for a reunion special hosted by Game of Thrones superfan Conan O'Brien. <gasps> so they've already filmed the reunion special. So hmm. what is it? That just them talking about, hey, remember that hey, remember time? That was cool. When I was on for a season right. that I died? Yes, essentially. Okay. So it's, it's, because, after, it's after the rose. <laughs> essentially, yeah. It's not going to air on HBO, though. Oh. It's going to be available as a special feature on a DVD box set that will include all eight seasons and become available sometime in 2019. And we know that this coming up season, the eighth is the final season. This is it. Debuts in April. Really it. Now, Jensen, will you be buying this collection on Blu-ray? Never seen an episode. No, me Doesn't mean you won't buy it on Blu-ray, though. That's true. That is true. true. Yeah, you don't have to watch it. No, yeah. I have the wire completely sealed. Never seen it. (laughs) That is devastating. It's good work. No, I'm just waiting. I figure a lot of times I'm just waiting to catch polio or something, and Uh then I'll be in my bed for a long time and able to watch long series or movies. Kevin, how many times Uh have you heard me say that almost exact same thing? Well, I mean, not polio, but... Well, usually every, I just I want to break every bone of my body and then not be able to everybody that. assumes that they're going to go through something in yeah. their life where they need six months of TV to watch. Yeah, sometimes I'll buy a full series and just be like, "That's a cancer DVD." Wow, you know what I mean? Holy crap! I support it completely. Of course, that's you ridiculous. Do. Kevin, where are we? <laughs> he he, he does it just walking gavel. around. Yeah, he loves the gavel so much. Shut up. Some birthdays for you. Anna Faris, Don Cheadle, Howie Mandel, Chadwick Boseman, Russell Wilson. He's still playing up there, Bean? Uh, The Seahawks, by the way, are still in the wildcard playoff Mm. hunt. The season is not over yet. Oh, I... All right. (laughs) Damn. No one's asked if the Seahawks season was over yet. Well, I'm just saying Russell is still playing and doing a a hell of a job. All right. Well, draw his name in hearts on your peachy folder. Plus Vin Scully, you guys. Vin Scully. Vin Scully's birthday. Hello. I'm sorry. Hello. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> That's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K R O Q. All right, look, we've had to come up with a lot of games for this. <laughs> why do you keep? Why do you keep? It's hard to stop creativity, right? Seriously, yeah. okay, we, we have to do a lot, a lot of games. Our legs out from under us before we've even started for the game. K Rock's absolute on. almost acoustic Christmas. We do it daily, and so we have to come up with new games. So we try okay. to make up new ones, and most of the time they fail. This is going to be fun. That's what I meant. It's going to be fine. Right. I have uh, all the confidence in the world in Allie, our host. We're giving away tickets for night number two. It's all Allie's idea, you guys. It's all Allie's idea. Hold on, guys. I have a phone call. Hold on. Yes, this is Jensen. Hey, guys. It's the Radio Hall of Fame, right? Oh, okay. They're listening. Yes. Uh, Yeah, we're about to do another one of the uh, almost acoustic Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, one of the games. Yeah. It's for night two. Oh, we points. got another one. They're putting us in again. Oh, yes. They're putting yes. us in again. A Just second induction. Game. Yes. Amazing. Without even hearing Without it. Even, they, said, they said they've heard all week. And yeah. if, this is, they, if this is even close to half yeah. of it, we're the greatest broadcasters of all it time. It may be. It yeah. may be. Just letting you know. Florence and the Machine headlines night two of the K-Rock Absolute Almost Houston Christmas 2018 on Sunday, December 9th at the Forum. Still a few uh, tickets available to buy. You can also uh, win them right now if you're already on the line and you want the Bud Light backstage passes as well. The game is called Go With The Flow. Go. 
Good start. Okay. Allie, how's this one work for our contestants uh, listening and those uh, at, at home and at Ships at Sea? I am going to uh, give you a clue. Maybe the answer will have something to do with going with the flow. All right, so flow and Florence-related answers is what you're looking for. Uh, yes. Okay. All right, fair enough. Who's our first contestant, Kevin? Hugo in Riverside. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? Good, hey, thank you. Hugo. All right. You're part of radio history yeah. right now. You understand that, Hugo. Hey, that's what's up. <laughs> okay. All right, you're going to have an audio clue. This is a hip-hop rock band from Denver. They found mainstream success with their 2007 album, Fight With Tools, featuring this banger. I can ride my bike with no handlebars, no handlebars, no handlebars. Fine banger. That, uh, <laughs> technically, that's a bop. Hugo. Yes. It's the answer. <laughs> Who is that band? Uh, uh, who's that band? Uh, shoot. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea, to be honest. See, if you think about uh, Go With The Flow, it, it's the Flowbots. Flowbots. Flowbots is what yeah. we were looking for. Thank yeah. you, Hugo. This You're not a bad uh, person for not knowing that. That was a tough gonna pull. This going to go well. It's going to go great. Okay. Yeah. Have All confidence. Right. Sergio in Alhambra. Hi. Morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, Sergio. A lot of people consider this woman America's mom. She blended her family of three girls with her husband, Mike Brady's three boys. And that's the way they all became the Brady Bunch. Who's that woman? Oh, shoot. Oh, no. Here's a hint. It's not uh, the full bots. It's a good hint. Mm -mm. So I have no idea. It is, <laughs> it is Florence Henderson. You know what? It's hard for them because they've set up their tape decks to record this at the same time. So oh, they have right? history. Yeah. Okay. It's tough. It's oh, so that yeah. makes it difficult. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Let us know if the Hall of Fame is calling back at any point. I will. Point. I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Especially after the tape decks reference. <laughs> Oddly, no phone call. <laughs> ah. Nothing yet. Ah. Uh, Jose in Los Angeles. Hi. Hi. Good morning, guys. All right, Jose. Um, this is a rapper perhaps best known for 2008's breakout single, Low. It was number one for 10 weeks in the U.S., broke the record for digital download sales at the time of its release. Here's a clip of that. Who is that rapper? Uh, I think his name is Flowrider. Hey! Yay! Okay, you are Jose. in the drawing, sir. All right, let's go to uh, Jen in Long Beach. Hi, Jen. Hey there. Hi, I got all of them right. Take it easy. I'm not, not going to say you're going to nail this one, but you're going to nail this one. <laughs> all right. This oh, is, I'll nail it, Ellie. Yeah, oh, all right. right. Take it easy. This is, this is a visitor that shows up. Maybe she's married to your uncle. Sometimes her arrival makes you super emotional. Maybe you snap at real little things. And then when she doesn't show up, but you expect her, things can get real scary real fast. Who is that? Oh, my God. Aunt freaking Flo. There Aunt you go. Flo. Look at her. Nice. All right. <laughs> The uh, Radio Hall of Fame did call. I put it straight to message. So okay, I'll, check, I'll check it oh, later. Okay. Check it later. Okay. Yeah, I'm question, sure it's... Yeah. Yeah, okay. It was that question I put them it over. It was. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's natural and women go through it so you guys can have babies and repopulate the world. But we can move on from that, though, oh, okay, right? okay, sure. Right, yeah. Uh, Brendan in Anaheim. Good morning. 
Good morning. Brendan, this track and field Olympian is considered the fastest woman of all time. She was known as much for her record-breaking times as she was for her super long nails. And she also wore this track and field. Thank you. There you go. Hello, Joe. Yes. Look at you. Nicely done. done. I was going to say that uni that only covered one leg. Remember that? (laughs) Oh, sure. Awesome. (laughs) All right, let's go to Joe in Canoga Park. Morning. Joe, we are playing for night two of the K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas, headlined by Florence and the Machine. The game is called Go With The Flow. We're looking for a flow-related answer. Here's Allie. We've been seeing these ads since about 2008. She's a fictional saleswoman. She's got white pants, a white shirt, an apron, and a signature headband. She's appeared in more than 100 commercials for a pretty progressive corporation. Ooh. Who is she? Flow. Right. Yeah. Thank you, God. That was going to be my one if no one was getting them. (laughs) But thank God. I didn't think Joe was going to get that. I I like this game. Oh, my God. I like this game. I like this game. game. (laughs) (laughs) Kept us on the edge of our seats. All right. We got time for one more. I'm sorry to say. Just one more question. Are you sure? (laughs) Uh, Let's go to Frank in West Covina. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. How are you doing? We are good. Frank, I feel good about you. This is an electrically powered vacuum cleaner attachment. It was made for cutting hair. The guy initially sold him out of his garage, and then he did these live demonstrations at county fairs. But then came those iconic commercials where it just looked like people were vacuuming their head. What was that product? A plobie. Yeah, it was. was. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well done, you guys. Five winners. Five winners. How about that? They are uh, Frank and uh, Jose and Jen and Brendan and Joe. Unfortunately, we only have one pair of tickets and one pair of backstage passes from Bud Light to give away Jensen Carr. Who's our winner, please? Uh, there's only going to be one winner for the greatest game in radio history, and that person is Jose. Yeah! Jose, congratulations. Oh, great. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show, and thanks for playing the game. Show the world famous K Rock. You ever listen to that message from the Radio Hall of Fame? Did they boot us for Go with the Flow? Or are we still in? You know, I can't hear the phone kept cutting out, but they mm. ca- I only caught garbage <laughs> and how are you professionals, but I didn't hear the whole context. So they could okay. say other radio shows are garbage. How do they right. consider themselves professionals? I'm sure that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. So as far as we know, we're still in. Yes. Hey, uh, another chance for you to win tickets to join us for that big weekend after next at the forum, by the way. Keep listening for your chance for K Rock's absolute almost acoustic Christmas. And the Bud Light backstage passes. First, though, what did I tell you? Thursday about this time every week, Jensen's brings us something and introduces us to something maybe we don't know about. It's called Get Up On This. Get up, get on up, 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 on this. Now, uh, as you said, I am on this segment to tell you about things you might not know about, things that have not yet hit mainstream or things you may have missed over the past few decades. So things I think didn't get the correct shine is also part of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. It doesn't need to be something new and fresh and with a face tattoo. <laughs> it's it something be... maybe we missed. Exactly. And that's what this is today. It is. Let me guess. Op- let me guess. Let yeah. me guess. Yeah. Civil War reenactments. You got it. You, you nailed it. How did it. you know that? You nailed just, it. Just lucky. Have you ever been to one? No. no. I have. Your boy really? has. Your boy has. <laughs> really? And I'm your, boy your boy inspired me. Yeah, and I'm your boy. <laughs> nice. I Please tell up. me you fought for the North. <laughs> no, Why I... <laughs> would you do that? Okay, so I, uh, I I went to a friend's house for a holiday in uh, Yosemite, mm-hmm. and we, we, we saw on the board at the local coffee shop, 
uh, Civil War reenactment, and I was like, oh, I have to see you have this. To. So I went to it, and it really was very, and I mean very specific. This is not like ragtag no, cosplay. No, it's detailed. It I is- would have expected mm-hmm. it to be janky. No, it's very detailed, and also you don't really know what's going on. They're mostly in on like the moves, like mm-hmm. Risk, you know, like a war game or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh-huh. They know all the moves. They don't yell out, now we're moving into the light. Like, you <laughs> right. have to like guess. And right. then like, uh, you know, like someone will come out and give a speech, and then they made a big deal about the Abe Lincoln character. It was, it was... Pretty bonkers, guys. It's not wow. for me. No, it's not for anyone, really. Okay, good. Uh, I was probably the only person who's ever had a girlfriend there. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go, guys. This is an album from 2001. Now, a lot of the music industry wow. is based on uh, sort of the politics of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, uh, especially before the internet came into play and you could just upload a song, you had to depend on a record label. And we know how that happens, yeah. you know, how that ends up for a lot of people. And this... Uh, musician and album might be the biggest victim, in my opinion, of the record industry ever. Really? I think, and I'm going to go with hyperbole here, pointing to the fences, this okay. is the best album of the aughts. Oh, and no one knows really? it, And I think no one knows it exists. Uh, I think you guys may have played his first first single maybe once. I don't know. It didn't get full play. He never cracked any sort of uh, you know chart or anything. So the album is called New Sacred Cow, and it's by an artist named Kenna. Now, mm-hmm. here's the thing. Here's the thing about. She's got her arms here's, in the air like. Here's the thing about this album. Do you like Oingo Boingo? Do you think Oingo Boingo would be awesome if produced by the Neptunes? <laughs> well, boy, do I have an album for you. <laughs> Ethiopian American musician Kenna released this album through almost two or three different labels. He couldn't find himself in a good position. He was signed to Interscope through uh, Toilet Bowl Fred Durst. This is the second album you just showed me. Oh, make sure they see 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 your face. face? Which is a reference to the first album, which we'll get to. So he was signed to Flawless Records, Fred Durst, Interscope. That doesn't work out because as we know, Fred Durst, not the guy you want putting out your album. (laughs) But then he ended up going to like Sony and there was all these, and Columbia, and there was all these sort of move, you know, Star Trek with Pharrell. But Chad Hugo of the Neptunes produced his album. It is heavily influenced by rock and electro pop, and I just can't explain how good it is. I've I, never heard of him. I think it is them. a total classic. Now, Ali's record she has on her phone is called Make Sure They See Your Face, and that's because yeah. that's what Interscope said. He wouldn't put his face in the music videos. Uh, make sure they see but your face. But this new Sacred Cow, is that the one with free time? Yes. And all- oh, let's, play, this- let's, let's play free time. But can he sing? <laughs> I need the free time. I need to get away. I need the free time to get away from you. I need some me time. I need the me time. I need to run away, run away, run away, run away tonight. That's free time. Wow. It's, it's Boingo-esque for sure. Yeah, yeah. Boingo-esque. I can hear Depeche Mode doing Depeche that too. Depeche Mode in there as well. Uh, he is just basically influenced by all the things we like, but then you add in sort of a post-rock, synth-pop kind of thing, and then you throw in the Neptunes. You throw right. in Chad Hugo and how great NERD was. It's sort of, you can hear where this was kind of the percolation of that. Yeah. Kind of the early signs. This is another song called Love Hate Sensation from the album. I gotta love Driving me 
so yeah, that's these are all great. Wow, all, Ali's, all Ali's so happy right now. Yeah. Well, I'm telling from his next album, yeah. "Say Goodbye to Love," was my jam for yeah. like three years. I listened to that song every day. How frustrating must it have been to come up with an album like this and then just sort of get lost? It's in actually, the system. in my opinion, again, it's a classic. And Malcolm Gladwell, who you all know is the guy who came up with Ten Thousand Hours and the book Blink and all those things, he has a chapter in his book Blink that's called Kenna's Dilemma, and it's about how. Also, Malcolm Gladwell thinks it's the greatest album Is of the odds. Right? And how despite like the tremendous reaction from critics and record executives, he was still unable to puncture through because the industry plays a part in what you're doing. Yeah. You can't just, just be good. This, this story is certainly not unique. I mean, there no. are a, a thousand examples of great albums that weren't appreciated at the time. I mean, you know. I genuinely think this is the best. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to put it that way. I, I do think. I would also challenge thousands. Yeah, it's thousands. See, because I don't. Are there that many that are this no, good that slip no, through the no. cracks? There's never. Yes, this is, I think this there is are. too good, guys. Listen, this is Red Man. Listen I think to this. There are when you, listen, okay. listen. Wow. Another thing, that could have been any year. That could be now. That could have been in 2001, as it was. Like, he went on to help write on Senorita for Justin Timberlake. He's he's went on to do other things in the business, including, um, uh, he's a big charity guy. He's super, uh, uh, he, 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 Climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Wow! For uh, for the awareness, water thing, yeah, right? awareness yeah. about clean water. Uh, he was involved in the relaunch of MySpace, which I'm sure he's uh, necessarily not uh, hoping he's on his <laughs> Wikipedia. Uh, and and it's it's just an awesome album. It's called New Sacred Cow. It came out in 2001. I promise you, everyone I've ever suggested this record to comes back and goes. How was this not the biggest album of, of the entire decade? Uh, and like you said, Bean, this does happen to a lot of people. Uh, you know, you're looking at one of them. Where the, where the, <laughs> oh, indus wow. the industry sort of <laughs> takes you in, spits you out, and doesn't necessarily hear the album. But I'm telling you, this one should have been a Grammy winner. And I don't think that is the case with many of those examples. And who's the I, artist again? His name is Kenna, and the album is New Sacred Cow. Bean, are you going to try to poop on me here? I'm not going to poop on you at all. I'm going to tell you that a, uh, a lister weighed in on the on the Twitters uh, mm -hmm. that he is on the Mike Shinoda Fort Minor song, The Hard Way. He is. Kenna. Yeah. Oh, interesting. He shows so up still, in a lot of stuff. Still out there, still working, still trying to get it going. Yeah. I saw him once eating at Craig's. <laughs> so He is. He's a very cool guy. Yeah. Everyone knows who he is. He, he's <laughs> he very eats. hip. He's just he like eats, us. you guys. Yeah, he's very hip. Uh, <laughs> he's a hip dude. He's a very nice guy. And also, I just think... If there was any world where we could make an album popular 17 years later, this is the Why one. Why not? Why not? <laughs> and that was my get up on this. Get up, get on 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 up on this. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. It is the most uh, wonderful time of the year, you guys. Would you all agree with that? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. We love Christmas, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, we're not poo-pooing on Christmas here. No. No, 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 no. no. Here's the headline that I saw recently that I brought up that I think is worth some discussion. Nearly 7 in 10 Americans say they give up gift-giving this holiday season. Would you? According to a new Harris poll, 69... Yes. Thank you. Percent of Americans say they would. 
43% of respondents say they feel pressured to buy gifts and spend more money than they could afford with the extra time and money saved by eliminating gift giving. 60% of Americans say they spend more time with loved ones. By the way, I don't know how that uh, I don't, I don't know, know how either. Works. <laughs> I don't know how that connection works. 47% they would save money or invest it. 37% would pay down debt. And 25% say they would use the man- money on activities with friends and family. So that's the uh, that's the question. If your friends and family agree to it, we're not talking about uh, kids here because uh, we don't buy uh, presents for kids. Santa brings those. Well, so sure. Right. Let's not mm-hmm. yeah, we have, we have right. no control. Right. No control over what Santa does. But we're talking about among friends and family. How would that sit with you, Ali, Jensen, mm-hmm. Kevin? Omar's in the room as well, Chip. Yep. How would that sit with you if they came to you and they said, hey, what about this year if we don't exchange gifts? Would that be copacetic with you? Sure. Yeah, I'm not an eight-year-old, Bean. I think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would rub me the wrong way. Oh, Omar. Because I don't want to... I don't. So I'm a person that I give gifts, and mm-hmm. I don't expect to get anything back. All right, so let's make that a deal. Yeah, okay. by the way, the only people the only people who preface something by saying that want something back, just so it's... No, there. I absolutely don't. And I think, like, that's kind of a dick move Is if you're telling me, okay, we're not going to get gifts this year. I mean, it doesn't mean that you can't. Well, I guess it does. It does. It does. You're taking that does. away from me, and I and I really enjoy the fact that I get to go out and I find you know something cool for Ali, something for for Kevin, and I I love that experience. How now, hard now, is it to find me fireworks? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> or shorts, so, but, the same shorts every but, year. But if it, you know, if if you don't want to do that, and that, that but. That's I'm not putting any pressure on you guys to get me anything. But you know I, think, what I mean, this is this I is pressure you're putting people, on yourself. People still feel pressure. If if you got me something and I didn't get you something, yeah. I'd feel awful. By but the way, that, but that's on yeah. you. No, 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 no but hold on. But, but hold on. I don't yeah. think that's a negative. I don't think Allie's bad for that. I think she's a good person. And she sees well, come the, on. Do you, and do she you know sees that? I'm right here, you guys. <laughs> she sees that you went out of your way and gave her something thoughtful, and she that makes her want to have responded in the same way. Well, so that's, that's there cool. Is, there but, is but that's that not the topic here. The topic- there is that pressure there because you're a good person and you don't want it. You know what I mean? You don't want somebody else to right. do a lot so, of work. So, so then why, as a group, say, hey, let's just not get gifts and take that away from somebody? I think that's more of a dick move than having that little bit of pressure to get somebody a gift. Right, we're going to okay. take your calls, by the way. 1-800-520-1067. Because as you can tell, it's a difficult one to come to an agreement on. Let me go back to some of the subsets of this Harris Poll study, though, where people say that they, uh, they, they overspend, for instance. There are people, Omar, who may not have the financial resources that you do not us in this room obviously we can afford it but there are a lot of <laughs> I'm not people money bags like you guys are no, no, but there are a lot of people there are a lot of people out there who really do find themselves in a tough spot at christmas time when they're trying to buy presents for so many people and it's a real it's a burden on them that that financially drags them down but they still do feel the pressure because we've all grown up exchanging gifts at Christmas time. And it would be a tremendous relief for those people to not to not have to spend that and, money that they don't necessarily have. And a couple have. statistics from economist Joel Waldfogel. Oh, he's I, my favorite. That I found. He's my favorite economist. People value gifts 20% less than the items they actually buy for themselves. So people who are buying gifts aren't even feeling anything good about it. <laughs> and then on top of that, 42% of uh, holiday shoppers last year used credit cards. That's a terrifying thing considering how much debt everyone is in. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it seems like we put too much emphasis on the holiday being about how much you get. Or have to give, I guess. Yeah, yeah. either way. Oh, yeah. I, I don't feel that pressure at all. I like, I 
uh, I like get, getting Christmas gifts. The period. It doesn't matter. I don't put it like oh, I have to get you like you getting a, or giving a giving. Sorry, I think you sorry. Said getting. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that seems like and a, he ended it with period. I was like, all right, damn. Freudian, Freudian slip over there. Wow. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I don't feel any pressure. This is something I enjoy doing. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that, it's just something so, that brings me joy. And and I always, and I don't go like okay, Kevin, uh, since he's like you know kind of my boss here, uh, I have to get him like a hundred dollars or whatever it is. You know what I mean? I I I, I just buy something that whether it's 20, bo- 20 bucks or 100 bucks, it's something that I think he will enjoy. It's yeah. thoughtful yeah. people that mm-hmm. make it so much worse. They ruin yeah. it for the rest <laughs> of it. It's true. It's true. I, uh, I've been told by everyone on the staff that I have ruined Christmas before. You are a very thoughtful yes. Very thoughtful. Very, very and thoughtful. And it's nonsense. Stop it. Well, that Stop ends it. this year. <laughs> I'm out. I am In out. In fact, I used to be a very thoughtful gift Being, giver I also, agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, and then I just got to the point. I don't know what it was. As I got overwhelmed by the pressure of it, I think We're you all like us people. less and less. Oh. No, it's not that. <laughs> and that's that's how we ended up coming up with the Wheelo uh, mm-hmm. Christmas gifts, where we where we just spin it and I give everybody Amazon gift gift certificates. Which, by the way, I feel like you guys probably like more than whatever I was going to buy you. Because as Jensen said, buying for yourself is a lot more fun. Yeah. By the way, with somebody else's money, especially that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with giving you know people a twenty five dollar gift card, and mm-hmm. if that's going to relieve some of the pressure that you feel like oh I have to go out and buy, just get a gift card. If if you feel like you have to reciprocate that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But but I feel like that's unwarranted. That people that get a gift uh, <laughs> put that pressure that that put put that pressure on themselves. So so if you were to get me a gift and I don't get you a gift, you uh, think it's unwarranted that I would feel weird about it? Come on, I'd feel totally weird about it. Why? Because I it's we all Christmas, work you know, together. Again, but no, because he's a good but, person. But, that's why. No, no, no. But 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 the For Christmas real. the season of it, it's a Christmas it's the season of giving, not getting. Do you understand? I, do you guys not understand Christmas? I've never. At all? I, honestly, what's wrong with you guys? I, I've, I've never been happier. What the hell? I've never been Jesus happier to be Christ. Jewish in my entire life. <laughs> Ever. Right, let's talk to uh, Let's talk to John on line one, please, real quick before the break, because he has already instituted this with oh. his family. He's in Ontario, and he joins us. John, what's going on, man? What's your holiday policy? Uh, well, my family for years we've been drawing names for the adult, and uh, this year buy for all the kids 18 and under and uh this year we decided we're not going to exchange gifts um because we're just there to enjoy the holiday have the big family party and there's nothing that any of us really want that we don't buy for ourselves bingo Bingo. what if you don't like your family come to the conclusion (laughs) that no let's just have the party and we don't need to exchange gifts. He's I right. totally, I totally get that. Really happy about that. He's right, and, and look, John. But do you think maybe like one of your sisters or someone like walked out to their car later that night with another sister and just like, listen, here's what I got you, <laughs> handed it to her from the trunk? Because I guarantee that happened. Guarantee it. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Well, no, they didn't want you to know about it then. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Thank you for the culture. So, we yeah, you know what happens in my family too is uh, we kind of do the same thing. Is that anybody that's older, you know, I mean, I guess all the brothers and sisters mm-hmm. get together and we all draw names, right? And we all just pick, you know, get one person a present. Mm-hmm. But I do the same thing, kind of like what Ali was saying. If I because I, I I love my brother in law, so I'll mm-hmm. just get him a side gift too. Yeah, you know, what absolutely. I mean? so, so, yeah, just so Omar's the one that ruins it for everybody. How yeah. dare you? That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I'm hearing. I, I, I'm hearing uh, that I'm the best person on the goddamn I think, show. I think he's and you guys do not. 
sir. don't understand Christmas, right. you Grinch bastards. 1-800-520-1067. We can't be sneaking around in parking lots giving our kisses <laughs> under the darkness of night, though. I mean, you can. we got to figure this out. You can. Right. We'll take some more calls next right. on K-Rock. This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. All right, let's remain civil if we can. No. Okay. It's hard with Omar in the room, right? We're talking about uh, agreements that some friends and family have come to, excluding children from the uh, equation, obviously. Now, what does children mean? Me? Um, (laughs) No, not not as the size. Oh, okay. No. (laughs) What does kids mean? I mean, I think... I'd say 18 and under is fine. I mean, whatever the family decides. I know 18 is old, but it's fine. I'm 13 and under. <laughs> much, much like R. Kelly's love life. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about the idea of not giving gifts at Christmas time. How about that? If both parties agree to it, does that destroy the season or is that cool? Let's start with the cheap ass Paul, as Allie calls it. He's uh, in Newport Beach, and he'll get us started in this segment on K Rock. Hey, cheap ass Paul. Popozal. You as well. What's going on? Hey, Allie. Hey, Paul. So anyway, yeah, exactly. So. Our family tends to like a little bit better presents, so we've gone with the whole pick a name thing. That way, you know, you're not giving out five $100 presents. You're just styling out one person. Okay. But everybody, everybody still loves to give. Everybody still loves to get. So we go to the dollar store and buy gifts for everybody else with dollar store gifts. And it turns into freaking you know, insanity. So give me an example of something. Sound- give me an example of something that people get. So you, you get a lot of good stuff at the dollar store, dude. Have you been there? I mean, but name one. Yeah, is like, what we're saying. I, I'm, I'm just thinking uh, you're going to like, say toilet like, paper. Like, like, like you can get a you can get a nice back scratcher. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh, Paul. Oh, I loved it. Paul, that was so great right till the back scratcher part. <laughs> All right. Thank you for calling. See, Paul has kind of proven the point of people who don't want to give gifts because this is a back scratcher that that person doesn't need or want. And it's not a waste of a lot of money, but it is a waste of time and money to give that gift. Stick with we're not giving gifts if that's going to be the case, I think. All right. Let's go to Joe in Azusa. Hi there. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Thank you. So I read a book called The Five Love Languages, Mm -hmm. and it talks about how people enjoy giving gifts regardless of time of year, but not everybody's going to buy random people and their family gifts all year round. So Christmas gives them that opportunity to focus on one person. So in my family, we do the gift exchange, um, like a secret Santa, and that uh, allows us to focus our energy on, you know, spoiling one person. Mm-hmm. And that's just something we do for the adults because, of course, the kids get everything from Santa. Sure. So Joe sure, is sure. saying that Omar's love language is gift giving. Yeah, it is. That sounds like that is working out for for Joe, though, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's yeah. a good system. Right. Thank All you right. for the call. Hey, let's go to Greg Line 3. He has a question for Omar. Mm. Omar is the outlier here in the room, apparently, on this topic, and he wants to find out why. Hey, Greg. Hey, I was wondering, Omar, you say you love doing the gift giving, but if it's just because you want the recognition, no, like I- if you gave the gift anonymously, would you be fine with that? Or do you need to tell people, hey, this is what I got you? Um, uh, oh, that's a good, that's a great question. No, I guess I don't, don't need the recognition. No, I, no, I, I like think- as long, as long, 
But I, I think that's part of it because you are being thoughtful toward me if you get me a good gift. Yeah. And he takes time to make it personal and stuff that they're into. He does yeah. wrap it with paper that says from Omar in giant letters, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> with, a, with, like, magic marker. Right. Yeah. Um, but, no, I necessarily don't need the recognition, but I would like to hear, like, if they enjoyed it, though. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I Like, you know, mm, you know, I think, you know. That's code for you know, thanks, by yeah. the way. <laughs> no, 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 not thanks. That they like the gift. Mm-hmm. Should, and we, we, should and we, we have, have a Jewish person in here? Like, you know oh, what I mean? Oh Come on, God. seriously. Oh, okay. Sorry, Omar. This is Christmas. Sorry, Omar. Okay, did, you I, don't get it, man. Sorry I didn't wear the yellow armband you wanted me to wear for this oh, whole thing. This escalated okay. quickly. Come on. This was supposed to be civil, for God's sakes. Come on now. From the uh, 562, I agree with Omar, but I don't think it's because... I don't think it's because we're better people. It's because we're addicted to the attention of giving the best gifts. So actually, we're selfish. Again, from the 562. All right, let me ask you guys this question. And this is something else that I've been thinking about. Um, this year, 2018, more than any other year, there are so many people who need so many things. Right. Especially in Southern California with the shooting, with the wildfires. I would feel better, and I don't know how you guys would feel, if instead of me getting Kevin a gift and he doesn't need anything from me and he buys everything that he wants, if I donated money to the, the wildfire uh, victims, for instance, in, in his, his name. In his name. Mm-hmm. But we've had this discussion before. I mean, you could send before. it to my charity, but okay. <laughs> All right, your charity too. <laughs> I have a charity. But, but I mean, go it's, ahead. Come, it's come up on the show before that is that really a Christmas gift? Because now, I, you know, me giving it in your name isn't really anything for you. So how do you guys feel about that as an alternative to gift giving among your friends and family? I can only talk for myself. I would be happy about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to know the I would be person. Happy about that. If the person's a dick, then not a, <laughs> then not a good gift. If the person's really, you know, chill, then yeah, totally, because it's going to give that person the feels. You know, how I mean? would you feel, Omar, if that's what I did for you? For just as an example, I would year, love if it that, if that was your gift. That'd be okay that, with I you. I think that's amazing. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, so, you'd, but you'd rather have, like, Red Dead Redemption 2. Or, or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for God's sakes. 1-800-520-1067. Let's go, to, uh, let's go to Steve, Los Angeles, please. Line 6. Steve wants to weigh in about the spirit of the season. Steve, hey, Steve. welcome to the Kevin DeBean Show. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Well, good. Uh, so, basically, I found out about the, uh, the secret of Santa Claus pretty early uh, because my friends were dicks. Um, my dad... Sat me down and told me basically. Uh, that hey, you know that Santa was awesome. Yeah, we know, is what he we told know you. what it we is. Right. Yeah. but kids yeah. are listening. So, uh, but, he, but he 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 basically said that everyone can be Santa Claus just because giving was he was basically Christmas. Uh, he said basically everyone can be Santa Claus. Everyone can do this because uh, just giving a gift feels so great when the person just appreciates it and appreciates you in return. So I'm totally siding with Omar on that. So you're si- so you're fine with it, and, and no um, no sending it to charities, right? And no, that's, no secret that's Santa. Absolutely fine. Oh, that's fine. No, too. no, all of that, all of that is fine. all of it's fine. It's, okay. it's about it's about giving it. It's about giving the gift and trying to appreciate somebody. It's the and season that, of giving, that's appreciating guys. a group of people. Shut up, Omar. <laughs> 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 all right, Steve, we got you. Thank you for the call, sir. Appreciate that. Let's go down to Torrance, line seven. Let's say hi to Wendy. She wants to weigh in here on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Wendy. Hey, good morning, you guys. Morning. Allie, I miss you on Channel 5. Sorry, oh, thank you. Say. They can uh, have her back. I'm so happy to have her back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. <laughs> Here's our Christmas gift to Channel 5. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that was out loud. Wow. Uh, yes, Wendy. 
Okay, so I love Christmas. I love giving gifts to people, finding that special thing. My sister, however, would literally stop at CVS on the way and bring it in, which I hated. She wrapped no, it in her car. Wow, that's literally. I'm not kidding. We all had the same wrapper, like some the receipt. I mean, the um, in other words, she did it because she knew she had to. There was no thought or heart put into it at all. Exactly. So what when was she it? approached us saying, "Let's not do gifts anymore," I was like, "Fine, don't buy gifts," but I'm still going to because I absolutely love it. Get her a back scratcher. <laughs> They're only a dollar. Yeah, no big deal. Um, is that going to cause any kind of tension at all? I mean, isn't everybody going to kind of look at her like the black sheep in the family did if you, she's uh, the only one not giving gifts? Did you uh, not listen to Wendy well, explaining her in the car, yeah. wrapping it? We all got the same thing. I mean, okay. And if she wanted to, if it, if money wasn't an issue and she wanted to get something, a donation in our names... Great. At least there was some thought to it. Yeah, I got you. So right. you're you're one of the people who likes to put pressure on other people to put a lot of time. She's saying it's all what she's saying. She needs thought. She needs thought and love in the gifts that she gets. Otherwise, don't buy. Yeah, she's, she's talking saying. about giving, Bean, for God's uh, sakes. Okay. All right. Wendy, you have a lovely voice, by the way. I think we're going to go out on your call because you were so fun to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? That was. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. First, Allie's got the what's happening here on a Thursday morning. Well, Rolling Stone did an article on Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones. And they were talking about how, you know, 57 years as a band together. Um, what would 20-year-old Keith think about now doing stadium tours again in the U.S., which they're going to be doing again in, um, I believe, the springtime. And he said, you know, it's just amazing. I never expected to get around to Louis Armstrong status, blah, blah, blah. Just talking about how it still blows his mind. But here's why I bring this up, because the interviewer for Rolling Stone asked this question, and I thought, well, that's stupid. He said, after playing for decades, what's even the necessity? <laughs> Necessity? What? Necessity. Necessity? I can't even talk. Maybe that's why. <laughs> it's the bare necessities. Necessities. Oh. What is the necessity of rehearsal? Like, you've been together forever. Why are you even rehearsing? And then I was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> who would ask something so dumb? Dumb question, right? But also, you guys are posting videos like, oh, we're rehearsing for the weenie roast. And we're like... Goddamn weenie roast. Mm -hmm. You guys are Blink 182. What are you doing? Like, but then it occurred to us oh, I guess bands really rehearse for different festivals and different situations, mm -hmm. which we just thought, okay, you do the same old thing every time. So you could write for Rolling Stone. Yeah. I insist you drink both nights of acoustic. Once by the way. I can nail uh, <laughs> pronouncing necessity, that would be great. Yeah, I was. Uh, if people are listening to that for the first time, they're yeah. thinking, "Wow, she sounds even more drunk than usual." <laughs> I was. Yeah, Blink One Eighty Two. Those poor guys. I believe that question went on about eight more minutes. Yeah, so did, yeah. thank you, Bean, for mm -hmm. cutting that off. However, I do appreciate Keith Richards saying, "On the surface of it, I understand that question." Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I felt like he was answering me as well. But um, he also asked him, um, what do you make of people doing these three-year-long, um, really, this is it, this is my goodbye tour, like Elton John is doing 
a really long extended goodbye right. tour? Does he find it dishonest, that type of thing? And he said, I haven't gotten around to thinking in, in that head yet. I don't know if you ever know. Maybe this will be the last one. I don't know. The man is 75 years old and he hasn't yet thought about, about when the last would be. Is anyone else astounded by that? Yeah, that's, that's crazy that he hasn't at least thought about amazing. it. Amazing. And said, you know what? I still feel fine. I want to yeah. tour. At least thought about it. But The but most like- amazing thing to me is that Charlie, their drummer, who has been with them since the beginning, is mm-hmm. 77. And wow. he's out there drumming for the freaking Rolling Stones every night. Unreal. That's what I can't understand. Physically, I don't mm-hmm. understand how he can still do it. Well, uh, they asked Keith Richards, do you do anything physically to prepare for a tour? Snorts his dad's ashes. His answer was just three simple words. He said, I get up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. I love it so much. So Amy Schumer is not afraid of um, showing off her, you know, what's happening during her pregnancy. A lot of people, when they're pregnant, they'll post those really cute, like, you know, two-month belly. Oh, look at me. Three-month. Look at my bump. <laughs> nope. She's uh, showing pictures of herself vomiting on Instagram en oh, nice. route, yeah. route to a show in Terrytown. So she wrote, turn off if you have a weak stomach. This was my ride to my show at Terrytown Music Hall tonight. And then a picture of her at the end of her set. So she um, wore sweatpants and slippers on stage. She said, I didn't want to cancel, but now I have to postpone some until I'm feeling human again. So, yeah. Hmm. That's that's not how you you want to spend your pregnancy. I wouldn't but think I think so, she's no. in a she's in a real bad a bad way, a family way, but she's got really bad like not just morning sickness. Hers is twenty four hours. Oh man. No one wants that, right? No. And that little baby nope. could grow up to nope. be Adolf Hitler. That's just really? <laughs> I don't think that's true. I don't either. I don't think it's true at all. <laughs> but in between all of the puking and comedy shows, she has launched a clothing line. It's going to be exclusively at Saks Off Fifth as of December 13th. And it's going to be clothes ranging from 38 to 248 bucks, and in clothing sizes, extra small to size 20, which is XXL. So good for her. All right. right. Sure. Keeping I mean, busy. the world needed another clothing line. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> so I don't know what this is like, but apparently um, people that have cats um, and children have hard time uh, with their Christmas trees. Because yeah. cats tend to like to hit the ball, the yes. ornaments yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> my, uh, my cat, Bill, uh, has knocked over many an ornament and really? broken them. Yeah. Okay, and mm-hmm. apparently kids, obviously, you're not watching. They just go and just grab the whole tree. Well, there is a company making waves right now called Argos because they have created a half Christmas tree. <laughs> so it's literally just the top of a real, not a real, it's a fake Christmas tree, but a Christmas tree top mm-hmm. and then just a little skinny trunk going down. It's a good with idea. little lights all around the bottom. And they said that way you can put presents and stack them up and make that look nice instead of having a whole tree. Hmm. What do you think? Yeah, my cat naturally will hide in the tree also. Really? So it's just something that he likes like to do. Like in Christmas vacation? Yeah, and then he jokingly will jump out and be like, ah, like with his little arm out. And then like, he had a heart attack? Well, and then I sued him. And I, <laughs> I actually won $4 uh, million dollars for my cat. You did from yes. Larry, Larry H. Parker? Yeah, it's going to be tough to collect, but <laughs> I'm going to go for it. Cats hide in the tree? Yeah. 
Cats yeah. are dicks. Yeah, cats are no, dicks, cats yeah. are definitely dicks. Yeah, no oh, question. Man. Well, yeah. if if you're interested, it's a company called Argos. It's on uh, their website as well in their catalogs. It's a uh, it's a half Christmas tree. It's six feet tall. <laughs> Not bad. I might have to get one mm-hmm. just when I celebrate half Christmas on June 25th. Oh, <laughs> awesome to have a half Christmas bean, tree. Bean, yes. <laughs> that is great. Bean. Uh, I'm on Argos right now. Thank you. No problem. It, by the way, I'm looking at it right now. It's incredibly sad. Like, <laughs> I, like I love it, but it's also crazy sad. See, it, it looks like a lamp. Uh, it looks like a parasol or something <laughs> yeah. that you opened up. Yeah, yeah. but it's kind of cute. Yeah. It's just like in a Charlie show- Brown way. Yeah, if you showed up and someone had this in their house and you didn't know the reason, you'd just be like, "Are are you guys on meth?" Right. Like, it would <laughs> just be a weird. Tree? Yeah, like what's yeah. going on here? <laughs> I think the takeaway from this is a don't have cats and b yeah, get correct. rid of your kids. Right? Yeah. Gross. Both. I mean, I don't think that's a no, both. It's no. a great idea. Yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Best All number right. of cats is zero. I have one. I love him, but like, ew, ew. <laughs> they're dicks. Yeah. <laughs> we should have people call in who have cats and hate them. We've got two in this room. Right. Ship hates Mr. Pickles. Yeah, that's my sister's cat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The worst. In my wedding vows, I said to my wife, uh-huh. I said, I can't wait to live in the home we just purchased with our incredible dog and our mediocre cat. That was oh. in the vows. Oh. Yeah. Was he listening to that? No, we had him at home with ear, oh. ear uh, headphones on. Yeah. yeah. Those cat headphones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your cat's name is Bill. Bill, yeah. It's a human name. <laughs> <laughs> I love human names yeah. for animals. It's my favorite. There, yeah. yeah, I love a dog named Peter or Susan. Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> Beth. Oh, this is my dog Beth. What's it, what's your dog's name? Oh, that's Frank. Yeah, that's just, that's awesome. Yeah, but Susan, Susan the dog. Oh, stay on target. Stay on target. Got to get one of those a day. Yeah. Happy birthday, Anna Ferris, Don Cheadle, Howie Mandel, Chadwick Boseman, Russell Wilson. What? And Vin Scully. Well, we don't have time now for the beard clip, but we'll do it next time. Okay. It's disappointing. Well, you go was cat talk. Cat talk bumped us after eight. Ah, uh, the old cat talk. Right. <laughs> Got us again. All this time, we could have been playing it, but that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, Kevin, you tell me if I can uh, pull this off as we get ready to introduce uh, RJ Bell, okay? It's time to make that paper. Nope. Oh. Nope. Because he's RJ RJ Bell is the founder of a great website called pregame.com. Not just a website, but a business to make you money, you guys. He was two and one uh, last week, a winning record. What in week 13, RJ, this season, huh? Well, listen, some would say I'm not a businessman. I'm a I'm business. A business. Yeah, look at you, Jay Z. Nice. <laughs> but we've been winning, winning, winning. I mean, listen. All you do is win. I mean, I'll just say it like that. Are you tired <laughs> of winning? No, no. <laughs> uh, pregame.com is the exclusive odds provider for the Associated Press. Two and one again last week. We're going to talk about this week's games now and start with Kevin's beloved Arizona Cardinals. Tough year to be a Cardinals fan. Woo! Tough year to be a Packers fan. Their opponent. What says you, RJ? Yeah, you think about Arizona. I mean, it wasn't just like two years. Years ago, this was an up-and-coming team. Yeah. Wowza. Yeah. But this is our big dog. We're going with Arizona plus 14. Two 14. touchdowns. And listen, Green Bay, in the second half of the year, let's say, last 30 years. The so second half, the teams have established themselves. Right? You can be 0-1, 0-2, doesn't mean much. 
get to this late part, second half of the year, it means something. This is literally the second time in 30 years a team with this batter record, Green Bay, has been favored by two touchdowns or more. So the market is telling us this must be a historically good bad record team with Green Bay. I just don't see any reason that's the case. On the other hand, here's some history. We're always contrarian, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. If a team loses by 31 or more, that, that was Arizona last <laughs> yes, week. Yes, it was. And they're an underdog this week. They're an underdog. 61% against the spread. Why? Because no one wants to bat him. Well, we're going where no one else wants to go. <laughs> Arizona plus 14. All right. Uh, best bet game of the weekend for you is the Washington Redskins and their bitter rivalry with the Philadelphia Eagles gets a new chapter on Monday Night Football. Yeah, and you make a good point. When you play games in division, and especially games in division in prime time, you get full intensity from both teams. The teams are familiar with each other because they're in division. They play twice a year, so you get closer games typically. Now, what's happened with Washington, they had a good start with their record. But their offensive line was just so beat up. Now they're getting back. It looks like their left tackle, that's good. Now, on the other hand, the Eagles, their defensive backfield is beat up. But it's just as beat up as it's been. Oh, some fans might say Alex Smith is out. Colt McCoy is in for Washington. Yeah, that is a downgrade, but not as much as you might think. Only about two points. We're getting almost a touchdown in a game we think will be closer. So Monday Night Football, best bet, Redskins plus six and a half. It must be such a roller coaster ride being an Eagles fan this year, where right. sometimes, especially how many games they look bad, but then they have you know they have halves like they had last weekend against the Giants, where you go, okay, now they're back. So what's going to happen? We'll find out, I guess, Monday night. Yeah, but, right. but you know, let's be candid. And as a Seattle fan, right? If I'm mm-hmm. recalling, you yes. know, is when you win a Super Bowl, you kind of give that team a little the benefit of the doubt for a while, right? Oh, we yes. didn't win this year, no big deal, right? Right. Absolutely. That's part of that's part of it. Right. Uh, big game of the weekend is Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Los Angeles Chargers, who are surging like nobody's business. Yeah. Chargers impressive. Steelers are favored by three and a half. We like Pittsburgh, the favorite here at home. Pittsburgh is the most emotional team in the NFL. When they're up, they're up. When they're down, they're down. And last week they lost. And usually off a loss, Pittsburgh gets mad. And you know what's amazing? Of all the teams last week. The Steelers outgained their opponents more than any other team. So yardage is the key to winning a football game. Pittsburgh dominated their opponent, Denver, last week better than any team, more than any team, and they still lost the game. So you get a team that's still playing well, Pittsburgh, but that's mad off of losing. And oh, by the way, this defense, Steelers, they have not given up more than 24 points since September. It's almost December. This is a good defense. Lastly, the Chargers, they've been very fortunate with turnovers. The, the two times this year, they lost the turnover battle. They lost the game. That's a sign of a team that's benefiting from some good luck. We're going with Pittsburgh, minus three and a half. All right, so recapping, the big dog is the Cardinals, plus 14 at Green Bay. Best bet, Redskins, plus six and a half at Philadelphia. Pittsburgh Steelers, minus three and a half, hosting the L.A. Chargers. Um, what are the, uh, I know the Rams were favored at the beginning of the season to win the Super Bowl, if I remember correctly from you, RJ. And I mentioned the Chargers have been surging. What are their odds up to now to make it and win to the Super Bowl? Yeah, right now the Saints are favored, mm-hmm. right? And this is pretty amazing with the Saints. They play tonight. 
if they've won nine straight against the spread. Right. If they win tonight against the spread, it'd be 10 in a row. It'd be the first team since 1992 to win 10 straight against the Vegas spread. So we got the Saints right there. Chargers are uh, fifth or sixth favorite. You know, if you shop around, you can get 10 to 1, 12 to 1. So they're certainly well-respected. But remember, the odds of the Chargers winning their division above above Kansas City is unlikely. So it's going to be a tough path. They're going to have to win three games just to get to the Super Bowl, the Chargers would. And some of those games, more or two of them, in theory, would be on the road even before the Super Bowl. All right, that's a really good point to keep in mind. You can get all the information from R.J. Bell at pregame.com, of course. Don't forget the R.J. Bell's Dream Preview Podcast, which includes college football and NFL episodes each week. And the Daily Radio Show is straight out of Vegas with R.J. Bell. It's the first national sports betting show. Hit him up on Twitter. Let him know how you're doing with his picks at R.J. in Vegas. Have a great week. We'll do it again next time. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Once a year, just ahead of the L.A. Auto Show, we invite our good friend Bo Bachman, the president of Galpin Motors, into the studio. He is here right now. First of all, let's welcome Bo. Hey! Let's Let's find out why Jensen is calling him Uncle Bo. What's this uh, this relationship we don't know anything about? What is happening? My father worked at Galpin Ford for 13 years as first a salesman, then a manager. But I was the most annoying nine-year-old pest running around the dealership. (laughs) They used to give out these chips for free sodas. I would take hundreds of them and put them in my pockets, store them for later. They must have hated you. Oh, I can't imagine anyone liked me at the entire dealership. But people like Bo were very sweet to me and allowed me to be a real jerk brat walking around the dealership. Oh, you weren't that bad. Oh, that's very sweet. You don't remember. <laughs> but he, his, his dad wrote my college uh, recommendation letter. Is that right? Yeah, wow. th- my parents knew his parents. I mean, it's a it's a long relationship that I'm happy he sees me with actual facial hair at this point. Oh, it, it's so bizarre because I had no idea Jensen was Jensen. So, yeah. Oh, you didn't? Uh, it, no, uh, like, I like, worked with his dad for years. His yeah. dad was my manager as well. I had a dear friend. Yeah. yeah your mom was always uh, so much fun. You know, I'd see your mom at like parties and events. Oh, yeah. I was say, maybe like explain that. that one a little more. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, she was always having yeah. a good time. So cool. And, uh, dude, when I heard that you were here, you know, I had no idea who yeah. you were. And said, oh, that's Jensen Carp. Like, what? That's really funny. <laughs> is it, like, is it last time I heard Jensen? you were Hot Carl. That's you know? right. That's yes. right. <laughs> that's that's right. I was, like, following his career. And, you know, it'd be like, hey, you know, he's actually, like, pretty good at, at SC. And I was, like, hearing things. I'm like, you're kidding me. Yeah. No, not really. They're like, we're just going to hand him soda coins. So. Yeah. <laughs> is it possible, Jensen, that Bo is your real dad? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it would make more sense. I do remember Bo when he was, like, it looked like he was in Warrant. Like, you, you, were, <laughs> you were like an 80s oh, rock guy. ouch, that hurts I, a little. Eyeliner. I had 90s long hair, not okay. 80s long hair, All right, just, good. To, just to be clear. But it was cool. long. Yeah. Well, oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. So. Well, listen. <laughs> and I'm definitely not old enough to be his father. I just no. want to point that out. Oh, put that God's sake, right. please. Yeah, guy's got a great beard here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not young anymore. Yeah. No. We have, a, uh, we have a lot that we want to discuss, and as always, we are going to include phone calls from the Kevin and Bean listeners if they have questions on anything automotive, uh, especially with new models and new cars and whatnot and trends uh, in the auto industry, you're welcome to call to talk to Mr. Bachman, 1-800-520-1067. But I want to start off by saying that we had, even though we've had you you know, every year, many years in a row now for this appearance, 
we thought about bumping you for the guy who runs the Florida dealership this year. I mean, there was some, no, like, right? why are we having the, the big loser in when we could have the biggest dealership? Yeah, why number yes. two and not number one? Yeah, it kind of sucks Bo? right now. Well, it's not over yet. It's you not know, over yet. Okay. A, a race ends at the finish line, okay? I so, see. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, we're like a couple hundred units behind Brandon Ford in Florida. And this is like, you know, for us, 28 years in a row, we're doing everything we can. That's so, a lot of pressure for it, 28 yeah. years in a row. You know, it, it, it is. And it kind of would suck on my watch to lose that. And so we're doing just anything we can to sell Fords uh, through the end of the year. Here. Have you sent anyone down to Florida to see what they're doing? Is it cookies? What are they offering the people? Out. Yeah, it's actually an old friend of ours that uh, was from uh, L.A. area. Oh, so, he uh, took the secrets. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Stealing them out there. And I saw him at you know at an event. And he's like, oh, no, I'm sure you guys are going to win. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, you're so full of it. Oh, yeah. man. So, Son man, of a bitch. Almost... We're coming for you, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but right. seriously, if you are already I mean, you already, uh, this is going to sound like a commercial but it's not i'm just saying this because of the people that i know that have have worked with you and bought cars with you i mean you already are a great dealership to the customers and you offer them you know all sorts of benefits from buying from you and everything and customer service there's a point at which you can't sell a car and not lose money so you can only go so far down right so uh, what you, that's not what really you, true though no, you we, guys, can, I, we can I definitely remember, lose money <laughs> i was gonna say i remember this as having a father who would come home and talk about work they yeah. do lose money on a lot of cars when they have to get rid of them oh, oh is that right either at the end of the year or when you're up against another dealership they're like oh we'll take a loss on this one we'll take a loss I on this assumed one. with being that that was never a thing no it's definitely oh, a thing it, uh, today so, it is it is more is often than right? not yeah. a, a dealer will lose money selling cars does I know that, that mean you're bad at it it's just the market. Uh, you know, internet pricing's out there. People are very competitive. They're trying to get people uh, into the dealership, so they throw out the, the lowball pricing, and that's kind of what we... Wow. That's our, our, our new normal now. If you have to fight with If you yeah. had to say, what is the best time to get a car with that deal? Yeah. When would that be? Well, when when a dealer is desperate, uh, <laughs> like, like we are right yeah. now. End of the year. Okay. <laughs> when All you're right. number two, there are you know there are times where you know we're incentivized from the factory. We have to hit certain numbers, yeah. so at that time, you know, can be a, a big push. So there can be times. End of month sometimes can be actually uh, a big push. Believe it or not, sometimes the beginning of month is better. So it kind of depends on what's happening in the manufacturer's right. world. But believe it or not, today when you put the rebates in there. Mm-hmm. Almost 100% of the time, uh, a customer will buy a car for less than a dealer paid for it. Really? Because How of the, do you because stay in business? Well, you get a rebate from the manufacturer as oh, well. Oh, I see. Okay. But even okay. with that, it's still, it's a, you know, it's become a hyper-competitive industry. Sure. Just, sure. That's how it is. Sure, sure, sure. Wow. All it's, right. Well, this is a, good, a great tip for our listeners that if they're at all thinking about a new car, it sounds like December at Galpin's the way to go. All right. The other big issue that's uh, in the news right now that I wanted to ask you about is General Motors made a lot of news this week, not only with laying off 14,000 people, but also discontinuing a whole bunch of sedans. And I feel like that's kind of a continuation of a conversation we had last year about how more and more people want to drive SUVs and trucks, right? Yeah, the market's really uh, uh, shifted, and cars aren't going to go away, and sedans aren't going to go away. But uh, people like that higher seating position. Now, gas mileage is pretty comparable to uh, a car, so more people are going into crossovers and SUVs. That's kind of the the trend for now. So, yeah, I was even a little shocked at uh, the GM announcement myself. You were, yeah, it took the industry uh, 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 by a little surprise there. Hmm. That's and, a, that's and a major move. I yeah, mean, that's and shutting I would, down. I would expect you would have heard something about. No, that. that's shutting down. 
four huge plants in North America and huge layoffs. I mean, it's uh, that's significant. Wow. The the other uh, news. So you're number two, and you didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been asleep most of the year. Put together. Hello, Brandon Ford. It's Jensen Carp. I'm coming over. <laughs> the other news. Uh, uh, the other news that came out of that GM announcement that I thought was noteworthy, Bo, and I wanted to get your take on is they are discontinuing their hybrid volt um because they're i guess because they're just selling the all-electric volt is that are the are the is the era of the hybrids like priuses and cars like that on the way out because we're trying to get to all electric now is that where we're going well uh first of all i think the volt announcement i thought that was nuts that took me by surprise because you know that was a significant vehicle it's got a great name to it now they have the bolt which is they're all electric but it's much smaller um, actually, you're going to see more hybrids coming. You're going to see okay. uh, a proliferation of plug-in hybrids, which means that you can have kind of best that of both worlds. That is not a words. word. Whatever it was you just said was not he a word. He meant proliferation, That's I think. the word I meant. Okay, yes. gotcha. All right. I speak it's both. hard to talk, you know? <laughs> you don't have to tell me. You're speaking of <laughs> preaching the choir. <laughs> right, so more hybrids. Uh, more, more hybrids. You're going to have more hybrids and especially plug-ins, which means you can run, you know, anywhere from 20 to 40 miles on pure electricity, and then the gas engine kicks in. Oh, so interesting. That, so it's not a mix as you drive. It's just you use up yeah. the battery. Well, some use before. a mix as you drive, and some you, you, you use up the battery. Or you can just leave it on, on pure electric. So you're going to see actually that become very common. Uh, Do you sell a bunch of uh, electric and hybrid cars as well? Uh, we do, and we have a lot more that are uh, coming. So we just, uh, the Jaguar I-Pace uh, just arrived, and that thing is beautiful, and dri it drives amazing. That's a pure electric. Uh, Ford's coming out with a pure electric, uh, and this is, sounds completely bizarre, but a Mustang-inspired crossover uh, pure electric car. And it's Does gonna it make any noise, it, though? Nope. They're quiet, and it's going to be amazing. I need that. Oh, you do with your voice when oh, you're driving. Yeah, when yeah. I drive? I can, I can have that recorded. Okay. So, like, you, the, you know, just... They did that. They made a joke on that on the TV show Weeds, where they used it for a drive-by because no one could hear them coming over. <laughs> <Yeah. down. laughs> no, this is actual secret. But you know, back when I was on product committee, like one of the engines was so quiet that they actually did put it in the speaker system to make it sound more rumbly. So is as you hit the right? gas, yeah, that was totally going on for a while. Wow. That they were, That's they were funny. cheating the wow. uh, the sound. Bill Bachman is the uh, president of Galpin Motors. We're going to take your calls at one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven if you have car related questions and. Uh, and we'll talk some about the Los Angeles Auto Show, which is going on starting tomorrow through the 9th at the convention center. It's going to be huge this year, again, with over a 1,000 vehicles, the latest cars, trucks, SUVs, tons of electric vehicles, concepts, and much more. A quick break and back with Bo right after this on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Our friend uh, Bo Bachman in city with us now on the Kevin Amin Show. We're trying to find pictures right now of Bo with his hair down to his waist. <laughs> I mean, the it, sides of his head fur shape. coats, full fur coats, looking looking like a like a pimp. Tell us it what you look like when you when you met your wife. When I met my wife, what did you look like? I had uh, eyeliner. I was wearing a fur jacket and nail polish. <laughs> <laughs> a sparkly nail polish, too. She, See, that's why women are better than men, because um, she saw through that. She didn't that's just right. walk away. She realized she you tried could be to saved. Walk she away. tried to walk yeah, away. I see I All right, I want to get to some calls. So let's hit the L.A. Auto Show real quick. It opens up tomorrow. Uh, what's what's Galpin? You got the Hall of Customs returning down there again this year? Yeah, we got about 30,000 square feet down there, about 40 cars, customized, hot rods. We got classic cars in there. We, get, we represent Aston Martin, so we got five of the hottest. Aston Martins and Lotus, Jaguar, 
uh, some of the most amazing Fords. It's uh, it's it's going to be it's a lot of fun, and the and the show this year is really amazing. I it's have to a say. blast. Even if you don't love cars, you're going to have a great time at that show. Yeah, I invited a bunch of friends last night. Some who had never been to the auto show. Mm -hmm. Some had been like every year, and they were all blown away. And awesome. L.A. has become more important. Detroit has kind of faded away, and now Detroit um, uh, with Detroit going down, L.A. is become the, the biggest show in the country now. So oh, wow. you've wow. seen the manufacturers sort of spend uh, even more money and and really make the displays uh, amazing. Wait so. till Florida hears about yeah. it. Yeah, right? they, they don't got right? nothing in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's take, take some calls, Bo, because you uh, you generally know what's going on, although you haven't really proven it here today without <laughs> surprises. Um, let's start with uh, Tony Line... Uh, is that what I meant? Yeah, Tony, Tony line, line 3, please, Corona, if you wouldn't mind. Let's get him on first with Bo. Hey, Tony. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, Paul Pozal. Uh, Mr. Bachman, this is a great honor, and I know you're going to put people's mind at rest. My question is about the new Bronco. There's been pictures leaked, and obviously of the baby Bronco. What I would like to know is if there's going to be two different sizes, and if you have personally laid eyes on it. Please tell me you have, and don't tell me it's going to be some little wuss truck like the baby Bronco. Uh, you can't ask a question and give him the answer. <laughs> no little wuss trucks. That's uh, that's the most important thing. I have seen uh, both of them. There is going to be a baby Bronco yet to be named, as well as a full-size uh, Bronco. Now, that, the full-size Bronco is kind of a medium size. Mm -hmm. uh, they are true off-road vehicles. So the Bronco is going to be a true Bronco that is off-road capable. It's going to be a true Jeep Wrangler fighter and does it look like yeah. the old bronco it's it's going to have a modern twist on <gasps> that so you'll be able to tell it's a bronco but it's modern and run from the cops so, and <laughs> it does come in white <laughs> <laughs> and then the, there's a baby bronco that's coming out and it is so badass it, it is really going to be cool and i've and that's seen like that. a fire wheel so. well it's uh, it's just a little bit smaller more <laughs> okay. affordable and if you know it, it won't have quite the off-road capability of a bronco but it'll st still be completely off-road well that's not for tony from corona he wants the big bronco <laughs> i think he was thinking more classic bronco like the the vintage is that what i'm thinking no is there's, that a, what there's a brand new one coming out right, and there's but, a small version but, but, showing it to oh, I was going to say, remember the old yeah. Ford Broncos? I thought that was the big rumor that they were bringing back that body style. Not that one. So they're okay. going back to the, the original classic uh, style Bronco. Okay. But you'll, right. Can you we'll tell us soon. about the updated uh, Wrangler, the, the Jeep Gladiator? That's, uh, that's new this year, right? Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see it yesterday, but it's basically a Wrangler with a pickup bed on the back of it. So oh. I don't know why huh. they haven't done this before. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. 1-800-520-1067. Why don't we go to, um, let's go to Alberto Irvine. I like, uh, he's on line six. I like Alberto's thinking because he's thinking even past electricity. Hey, Alberto. Good morning, guys. How you doing? We're good. Yeah, What's your you. question for Bo? Cool. Uh, so I wanted to know if Bo had any update on the development of hydrogen fuel cell cars and the development of the hydrogen infrastructure to support them. Yeah, so hydrogen's really taken a backseat to electrification at this point, and there's actually very few companies that are currently working on it. Just uh, because no one wants to buy them? Well, it, it, it's a very 
complicated system and expensive system to build and the infrastructure is not there you know at least at home we've got electricity you can go out and plug things in uh, even though it might take a while so the infrastructure is a big one and quite frankly i think the world has kind of decided it's going to be electricity so i think there are still some companies that are developing hydrogen but they're really on the back burner everyone's going all in electric now Thank you for the call. We appreciate that. Let's try to let's go to Chrissy Westminster. It's not a specific. She's on line seven. Not a specific question about uh, the auto show or any new cars, but just for car owners in general. Hey, Chrissy. Hi. Um, Hi. I was just wondering the best uh, time to upgrade your uh, lease. I have a, a Ford Edge, and I'm having a baby any day now. And I still have a year left on my lease, and I'm probably going to be over in miles. And I don't want to get screwed over. A year left. You have a year left and you're already over. The answer is right now. You know, I'd have to take a look at that deal for you. If you want, if there's a reason to get out early, you know, especially having a baby, you might need something larger. There's a lot of times that we can get you out of a lease earlier. You need not get penalized or too much or anything. So it really depends on when incentives are coming out and uh, you know what kind of programs. I know that sounds kind of like broad based, but our programs change from like day to day sometimes, mm-hmm. and we really need to know like, okay, right now, what are you looking at to be able to see what programs are available? And sometimes we'll have a crazy incentive on something. So if they're negative on their car, they get a huge rebate over here, so we can and erase that negative. So, and that's a lot. Of, uh, I don't know if I answered your question exactly because there's no quote, you know, best time, but there are better times, and those better times I are when dealers like are desperate. Ford truck month. Uh, yeah, so like truck month, there's extra incentives that go on the trucks, you, mm-hmm. you know, for, for that period of time. And like, you know, right now is the end of the year clearance. So, so would, it help, over to help it. would it help if she came in pregnant or looking really exhausted with a newborn? Which would sway you? Um, either way, <laughs> okay. I'm very sympathetic okay. to that. We got Excellent. six kids. So, All right. you know, for me, I'm like, oh, some of the kids, we got to take care of them. <laughs> no, that is a consideration. We want to mm-hmm. make sure we take care of you. For you know, sure. Someone who can't walk around and, you know, we want to make it easier yeah. for them uh, to shop. It's not easy to shop with a baby. Yeah. Are uh, leases continuing to be more popular year after year after year, Bo? Uh, leases kind of become a normal way of doing business today. So, you know, uh, it's more prevalent in some manufacturers than buying by far. What's interesting now um, are subscription services, and they haven't quite taken off yet. Uh, but I think there's going to be a very service. interesting... What does that mean? That. What does that mean? Uh, so basically, instead of buying a car or leasing a car, you're going to subscribe. So you have a monthly payment, and that's it. All you have to do is put gas in the car. You never have to worry about fixing it. You never have to pay for oil changes. Uh, everything's in one payment. Your insurance is in there, and that's it. So then when... Do you want a new one? Then you you pay for as long as uh, the subscription oh, goes, and then after that oh. point, you have the option if you wanted to buy it out or subscribe again. It's like a long term zip car. It's, you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it uh, That's true. And you know, this is just starting, you know, to to you know, take place. But it, I think it's going to okay. become very That's prevalent, yeah. and also right. allows you to switch cars more easily as well. So it's uh, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it evolves. That is interesting. All right. Um, L.A. Auto Show going on starting uh, for the public, going on starting tomorrow through December 9th at the L.A. Convention Center, laautoshow.com. Tickets, just 5 bucks for kids, 12 bucks for adults. And make sure you stop by the Galpins Hall of Customs. Return to the L.A. Auto Show. 40 awesome vehicles on display valued at over $30 million. Uh, before we let you go, though, Bo, Zero Club. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Gotta ask. Oh, I know we brought it up last year, but the Zero Club that Kevin created and the, and the cult leader he is made people just fall in line with running your car as low as possible on gas before you get gas. 
It still can't be good for your car, though, right? Bo texted me a picture of his own car. I did it. I'm so proud of this moment. (laughs) And I I have to give my wife credit because she's like nonchalantly, oh, can you take the the van in for gas? I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. So at the time I drop off the kids, the needle buried not only where the red is, but the space between the red and the needle. As low as you go. space between. Wow. And he took a picture of it and texted it to me. I love it. I'm so so proud of that. What's your official smart? car guy uh, theory or thoughts on, on the Zero Club. Do it or don't do it. I mean, it's not good for it's your car. Not it's not a good idea to <laughs> do. It's, it, it's dumb, okay? Just don't, dumb. don't do it. Don't do what I do. Yeah. I also would like to just also say, Bo, every year, gives us trucks for our, our Friends and Helpers charity. Um, we got like three tickets because we perch them on the street. Do we pay that or do you? I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> Now's a good time to ask. They yeah. got to be Brandon, Brandon Ford in Florida. Yeah, I better but, pay him now. But yeah. here's what happens is we just let them know how many trucks we need. And he says, fine. And we take them and we wreck. And you bring them back empty. We wreck several of them and just take that's them back. Right. And he goes, eh. Bo, you're too You guys pure do wonderful work. It's really, well, really it a is. nice thing that you, you do. You guys are doing all the work. While and we're I really earnest. appreciate what you and Melissa do. It's uh, it's amazing and it helps our community. We're happy to help too. While we're being earnest, the, the Bachman family and Galpin meant so much to me in my life that when I heard that Bo was coming in, it was like epic for me because I really did. I grew up in that place and yeah. sort of so much of like my thoughts on business and stuff came from. I went to the Green class. I took oh, a sales really? class at Galpin when I was like 13, 12. Oh, man, they must have hated you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, if you if I could get you at this price, can I get you out the door today? <laughs> I know all the terms, and I'm saying I, it meant a lot to me, and your family always meant a lot. Well, so if this doesn't work out, you can come sell cars. Hey! hey. hey. Alright, see you guys later. I gotta go be Brandon. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. There's a lady in the news named Debbie Vitney. She is fighting a losing battle with her 17-year-old son, Carson. He has been logging on to play Fortnite for 12 hours a day. She says it's it, he's in the grips of a, an addiction like heroin and like many other desperate parents is sending him to rehab to beat it. Look, video game addiction has been around for a long time, but because Fortnite is so popular, we are seeing more and more of these stories. So we thought we'd check in with our good friend Dr. Drew Pinsky who knows all about addiction and find out what's up. Hey doc. Hey guys, good morning. Good morning. Great to talk to you. How you been? I mean, good. I mean, your producer hung up on me as I was trying to get on the air here. That's what happened. I, I saw that you were there, and then you went away, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's odd. Oh, we, call that, we call that daved. You got daved. I got <laughs> daved, daved. Man, I yeah. did. Yeah. Not my fault. Dr. Drew, <laughs> you have told us before in uh, just a few words what is the definition of addiction. What are the uh, negative impacts that addiction has on you? Right. So, so addiction in a sort of global sense is a biological disorder whereby the manifestations are progressive preoccupation and use of something or a behavior in spite of adverse consequences, and those adverse consequences are health, financial, legal, relationships, work or school, and then some degree of denial about it. And that's okay. you, those, are the, those are the essential criteria, the broad strokes criteria. Now, there are more formal diagnoses in the DSM-5 these days under, under substance use disorder and even under addic- sort of video game type disorders. Uh, behavioral disorder, behavioral addictions, but ultimately they really are ongoing behaviors despite consequences. Is there mm-hmm. a video game rehab? There are places now that are doing that, but I got to tell you, in, in my experience, most of these kids have some other psychiatric problem that they're sort of oh, is that seeking, right? Seeking, <laughs> well, but I mean, with addiction, you can start with some sort of. Uh, unpleasant affect state that you're trying to manage and then you end up with a second problem which is your your biological addiction to a substance 
With video game addiction, it's a little less clear. But in other words, if you treat the psychiatric problem, the video game addiction tends to settle down as opposed to that not being the case with uh, chemical substance addiction. That was my number one question when I saw this story. Are they treating some kind of underlying trauma like they do with an alcohol or drug addiction? Well, it's different. See, alcohol right. and drug addiction, you, if you, the underlying trauma is the reason they go for the alcohol right. in the first place, but you literally have two problems. You have the trauma and the addiction now, and if you treat the trauma too early, you make the addiction worse. Mm -hmm. So you really have to have two courses of treatment. In this, it's a little more on the psychiatric side. The problem the problem is, and this is where it's getting kind of weird and interesting, the way the manufacturers of these video games are putting these things together with such stickiness, they literally are hacking us. They are actively going after our brains. Facebook I mean, does this. I mean, isn't it's, that their job? It is their job. Yeah. And it is, it is a sinister job when you get right down to it. I mean, between Fortnite and Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, we're just going to turn into floating heads with a single finger going, you know, moving a mouth. That's Bean's dream. Oh, I can't wait for those days. I hope I live long enough to be a head in a jar, Doc. <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a person in this article who dropped out of high school at age 15 because he was addicted to video games. That's all he wanted to do. I don't know how he got away with it with his parents. I mean, right. 20 hours a day he would be playing video games. I mean, th there's something going on in your brain where you feel like you live literally can't walk away from it, right? Yeah, you, you, it's sort of one of the manifestations is kind of dissociation, almost a hypnotic or dreamlike state. And in that state, you can feel kind of euphoric. You, and let's be fair, people are making a living doing competitions with these games, getting yeah. sponsored by it. But just trying, like the, it's crazy. But just like the NBA and all sports, it's yeah. just a tiny, tiny, tiny amount of people. Yeah, but, but yeah. To, to be devil's advocate, if your kid wanted to go outside and get incredible at basketball and you saw some skill in him to become a millionaire would would you feel the same way about him being addicted to basketball if if it was lebron james but the probability of that is obviously one in 350 million what i would do is tell the child hey focus on your studies you got to get through college if you play in college and things go well the probability of then going on to the pros very low so make sure you study wow yeah, so no. really beat him down <laughs> the, uh, the optimistic support of dr drew pinsky everyone well look you want you want your kid dream to have a, killer a, you want your kid to have a balance in his life you want all people to have a balance in their life and not just be about one thing right i it mean says, that's says all, the man who wants to be the floating head right, right. well that's right. true right. That's, that's true, true. Uh, so dr drew so you're in broad strokes you're saying if somebody seems like a normal well-adjusted kid who gets along with his family and has friends and other interests and plays sports or whatever and then all of a sudden within a couple of months ends up being on Fortnite 12 hours a day that kid probably had something going on we didn't know about or or a major psychiatric illness is beginning to come on which is what tends to happen between 16 and 22 particularly 18 and 22 but i'm putting a coda on that and I'm saying that as the manufacturers, the designers are making the, these things intentionally more and more and more addictive, maybe they will break into a zone where we all will have a heroin-like effect from these things. That, that's oh. the risk here. And I would argue that social media already has a grip on us in a similar fashion. I don't disagree with you on that. I do not disagree so, with you on that at all. So People are just tethered to their phones now. So that's, it, that's, that's the same people doing the slot machine effect, right? Like yeah, those, those people are on purpose making social media and video games to hit that spot in our brain. Well, and, and when you look at people that uh, say video do video poker or slot machines, they break down into different categories too, right? 
the, the dissociative. Uh, in fact, I've seen cases of people going to casinos in diapers they dissociate so thoroughly. Oh, oh my type wow. of person. That is sexy. Oh. That is sexy. So in this particular story, the mom is sending the kid to uh, rehab. Is that how it should happen, or should they seek like psychiatric help? Or? Yeah, what I would do is, is get a very thorough psychiatric assessment, and then if that... In- that assessment yielded that a, a separate diagnosis emerged that was really just the video game addiction that needed its own treatment, much like if a chemical addiction needed a separate treatment, then I would think about it. On the other hand, if you can't get control on the environment of this kid where he can get some abstinence, where you can begin to treat the psychiatric problem, well, an environment that really does that for you might not be a bad thing. All right. Hmm. Good stuff, as always. Dr. Drew Pinsky on the line every week at this time on KROC. DrDrew.com is the website. You can find all of the podcasts there, including the Dr. Drew podcast, the Adam and Drew, the Swole Patrol with Mike Catherwood, Dr. Drew Midday Live, Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on 790 KABC, and download the Heal app in the App Store or Google Play to see a doctor now in the comfort of your own home. Have a great week, Doc. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, Allie, what do you have for you uh, for us for what's happening as we prepare to say goodbye for today? Wow, what's the rush? <laughs> no, I'm not rushing. Just I'm just rush. saying, saying, let's go out with a bang. Okay, how about... Um, let's a pair- get enough altitude to lift us off the boat. It's a great point. You guys remember, think, think way back to 2016, when I told you my friend Georgia had launched this podcast with a friend of hers, Karen. They mm-hmm. talk all about murder. Sure. We should yeah. definitely have him in. You guys were like, ugh. Allie, I don't want a friend of yours in here. And I was like, no, really, they're good. And so we had them in, the ladies from My Favorite Murder podcast. Yes. And then that thing just blew up. Unbelievable. They sell out shows across the world, yeah, they did, you guys. They did 7,000 seats in LA. Yeah, it's it's insane but to me. because of us? Oh, no, not what oh, I'm saying. Okay, no, good, no Actually, not even a little bit. I thought you were going for no, that. No, 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 they no, were going to no. do a 9,000 seater, but right. they had to do seven because <laughs> of this show. No, not what I'm saying at all. But okay, sometimes, good. you know, I pitch things that you're like, no one cares about that. Sure. You know, whatever. People care about yeah. my favorite murder. They've got, you know... I've got a book coming out next year, Stay Sexy, Don't Get Murdered. Well, um, just yesterday, they launched Exactly Right. That's their new podcast network. They're creating all of this in partnership with Stitcher, so it's all podcasts that they're arranging for their own network. We now know the lineup. First is a serialized true crime narrative podcast called The Fall Line, which there's already been one season of it, so they're joining for the second season. This podcast that I'm about to tell you about, um, I can't wait. And I feel like it it's right in Kevin and Bean's pocket. All right. How we whip people up into a frenzy. Needless frenzy. Needless frenzy. Yeah. This podcast will kill you. That's the name That's of it? That's the name of oh. it. Hosted okay. by um, an epidemiologist and an ecologist. It's a show for those who enjoy a good medical nightmare. Each episode focused on a different disease, breaking open its history, how it works, and how scared you should be of it. (laughs) That's terrifying. It is. I love it so much. Um, Another one, Do You Need a Ride? That is Karen and comedian Chris Fairbanks. The show is premised on their driving their guests to and from the airport and everything that um, ensues during that ride. So it's like a comedian's and cars getting coffee, but with them and uh, it's dangerous. (laughs) 
That's all I'm saying. And then this one will um, will interest cat people. I am not one of them, but it's called the Purrcast. It's a podcast where cat people talk mm. to other cat people. Wow, is that going to be avoided by me? I mean, Whoa. so they were going good until that one. But, I mean, they're creating like a true crime little empire. Yeah, they're huge. Yeah. Huge. It's insane. Absolutely insane. So, a Billie Eilish has taken to Instagram to reveal that she has Tourette syndrome. She's opening up about it because somebody wound up posting a bunch of videos of her tics and she felt like, okay, well, I guess I have to address it now. So she shared that her tics are only physical and not super noticeable to others if you're not really paying attention. And she tweeted, or I'm sorry, she posted, I've never mentioned my Tourette's on the internet because nobody thinks I'm dead ass. What is that? Like, she's uh, not serious, like, serious yeah. about serious, something? Serious. Okay. Yeah, I mean, again, look to me for any slang. Yeah, yeah God. Wow, you. excellent. Mm-hmm. She then wrote, um, as well as the fact that I've just never wanted people to think of Tourette's every time they think of me. So she's just letting people know this is it. This is what it is. But then in true Billie Eilish form, she wrote, you know, the videos were pretty low-key funny. Which I kind <laughs> of love about her that she wasn't <laughs> mad or upset or hurt. She could be. That's refreshing. Yeah, letting people know, listen, they're pretty funny, but here's why. We love the Billie Eilish over here. Yeah, we really do. I was really bummed to miss that interview, but I listened to it, and she was... She was, was so funny. So funny. She Ugh. did say, I'll kill you, Jensen. Yeah, that she happened did. in that interview. Murder she, me. Yeah. So I did love that. Understandable. And she also said, uh, I don't know if this was off air or on, but she said, what the F kind of a name is Bean? So yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. That. That so we great. bonded early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? She did remind you you're a grown adult who selected the name <laughs> to <laughs> use on the radio. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I've never felt more schooled by a teenager. That was, that was <laughs> really fun. I mean, she's not wrong. She is not wrong. You guys. So if you missed this earlier, I, I want to let you know, because a lot of people are going to want this. Just 14 months after his death, Playboy, Playboy icon. I'm going to get some sleep tonight, you guys. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Playboy icon Hugh Hefner is putting some stuff up for auction. Well, not him, but people are putting it up for him. It's a public auction on November 30th and December 1st. Describe stuff. Here's here's some of the stuff. Um, <laughs> you don't mind. Complete set of bound Playboy editions. That's estimated to draw up to $40,000. So that's everyone that's ever been put out? Yeah. Iconic smoking jackets. About five grand each. A pair of silk pajamas. No. No, indeed. 2,000 bucks. Um, And then this one, I, I just think... This is a cool thing to have. It's a 1946 coin-operated Wurlitzer jukebox that he programmed with two dozen original 78 RPM albums by artists like Artie Shaw, Johnny Mercer, Lena Horne. So music that he loved in this jukebox. Well, they never made any good music after the 78 format. (laughs) I've said it for years. (laughs) That should go um, for about $20,000. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine that you bid on those PJs? No, no. no. I like, can't who imagine. Who is that person? That's a terrible person. No, right? no, no. Yeah. It's by the way, not. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to open this up. But I don't think that the Playboy Empire is something we're going to look back on with very fond memories. It's, I mean, everything's sort of turning into a certain way. And I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mean to bring up that Bill Cosby and Hugh Hefner were super close right. and that a lot of these stories had to do at the mansion. Yeah. I mean, I think long term, 
You don't think it's going to be a, a good brag to say that I no. have Hugh Hefner's, have Hugh Hefner's PJs? No, no. It's, it, it's, it's having the engine of the Titanic, in my opinion. <laughs> but I still think it, it was a groundbreaking thing. Of course. By the way, just, Hugh Hefner had some amazing things with literature and women mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and uh, equal rights, civil mm-hmm. rights. There were some things. I, he's a very complicated man in that right. way. But listen, the but Playboy stuff's not the, my favorite. But now's the time to sell this stuff while there are still people old <laughs> yes. enough and alive enough oh. to fondly reminisce about Playboy. <laughs> yes, I agree with you because it's going to get more tainted. Yes, now is the time to sell it. Oh, I think it's already tainted. <laughs> we still talking about the jammies? I believe so. <laughs> Just disgusting, you guys. Just disgusting. Also disgusting, Polly D has a ton of money, apparently, because he co-designed a custom pendant Took him three months to create. It's modeled after an illustration of his own face, complete with his hair blown out, diamond earrings, and aviator sunglasses. The 36 carat pendant hangs on a 48 carat tricolor Cuban link chain covered in rose, yellow, and white diamonds. And then he thought, well, that's not enough. What if I want a bracelet that matches? So he had that made. Mm-hmm. Grand total for Polly D's new bling? Mm-hmm. Half a million dollars. Go away. $500,000, you guys. That's insane. To wear a pendant of yourself. I hope someone steals it. Wow. I literally hope someone runs up, rips it off his chest <laughs> right. or neck or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and then sells it, and they pawn it and burn it down. <laughs> And the then they pawn take, store, or what are we burning? I, no, taking the gold and all okay. the diamonds, burning it down. Okay, okay. I want them to take that, mm-hmm. and then I want them to send it to space. Okay, <laughs> and, then, and then I want right. it to eventually come back down mm-hmm. to Earth uh-huh. and hit him and kill him. Hit him in the head <laughs> yeah. and knock him out. Okay, yeah, and then he's gone forever. <laughs> okay, Ugh. I mean it sounds viable. Yeah, it wow. sounds honestly it's complicated. But I wish you well with it. Thank you. <laughs> so we uh, we went from him uh, making a, a necklace to him being dead on the ground <laughs> by his no, necklace. Didn't say kill him. He just wanted to knock him out. Oh, I yeah, said kill him. him. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. So just knock him out. Tons of blood, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you want there to be a scare. Like, uh, yeah. it's yeah. possible he'll right. die, but he, he actually pulls through. Yeah, I want the family to be nervous. I want the okay. whole thing. Okay. Let's take a real turn. People to send prayers and sure thoughts. Did. Real turn right there. Some birthdays for you. Anna Ferris, Don Cheadle, Chadwick Boseman, Howie Mandel, and the greatest sportscaster of all time. Mr. Vin Scully. You know, Bumgarner tells a story which, in a sense, reminds you of what it takes to be a big league ball player. It's two years ago in spring training, and he and his wife were roping cattle, which is what they do. One one pitch, sinker low, ball two, two and one. And they were startled by a large snake. Oh, a snake. And Madison thought it was a rattlesnake, so he grabbed an axe. And he hacked the snake to pieces. Oh, good. Wow. But there's something more to the story. I'm watching the game. Come on. (laughs) Wait, what's what's more to the story? There's more to that story. You don't have it? I'm looking at the clock. Do I have time to go? Yes. Two, one, pitch. Low, ball three, three and one. When his wife, Allie, and an expert field dresser examined what was left of the snake, she found two baby jackrabbits inside Whoa. pieces right. of the snake Whoa. and extracted them. Whoa! She extracted them a short while later. Okay. The Bumgarners noticed that one of the rabbits had moved slightly. It was alive. Oh, come on! Back to their apartment for the next few days. They kept it warm, bottle nursed it. I can't get out of this without finding out how 
it is, right? Agreed. The right. rabbit was alive inside the rattlesnake yes. that he had chopped up. Keep going. You guys. Keep going. Finish. And the rabbit soon was healthy enough that they released it into the wild. <sighs> And Madison said, just think about how tough that rabbit was. There you go. That's a beautiful way to end the program today. That Thank was you, by Jim. M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Uh, the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with a commercial-free drive home today at 5 p.m. Tomorrow morning, Bill Burr, a brand-new internet roundup, and tickets for the K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas, plus the Bud Light backstage tomorrow. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 